welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus and transform Hoxton. Today is Cap Sunday, Christians Against Poverty. And what we're going to be doing for the next half hour or so is we're going to be hearing a bit about the money course that's going to be running uh, in October and in November. We're going to have some people up telling us a little bit about their experience of having done the money course. But before that, I'm going to say a little bit about the Bible, Jesus, and money. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Now, Jesus had a lot to say about money. In fact, it was his number one topic in the Bible. Now, by money, I don't just mean the cash and the coins that we have and that, that, that we use all the time. I'm talking about our resources, our material things, our possessions, all our resources that come from God. Nearly 50% of his parables were about money and finances. Jesus spoke four times more about money than he did about prayer and four times more about money than he did about faith. So money, how we use our money and our resources, was important to Jesus. Now I wonder why Jesus felt it was so important to talk about money. Any ideas? Money's good? Yes, yes it is. Yes, yes, can, yes. Anything else? Yes? He knows that we need money. That's right. We need money to be able to live a good life. But also, I was thinking about this, and I thought maybe there's another angle to this as well. Both prayer and faith lead us closer to God. The more we pray, the greater our faith, the closer we get to God. And this helps us to develop and deepen our relationship with God. Whereas money sometimes can actually lead us away from God. Now, I'm not saying that money's bad, because as we've had the, quest, the, the answers here, money, we need money for our lives, and we can use money to develop God's kingdom here on earth and to develop his good works. But what can happen is that money can become central to our lives. It can actually take us away from God. We can find ourselves thinking more about money and possessions and what we can do with money than we are thinking about God. And in some extreme cases, we can begin to worship money. And it can become an idol in our lives. In our lives. So the topic of money was important to Jesus. And again, just to say, not because he thinks money's bad, because he wants us to have good things and resources, and he wants us to enjoy it and use our resources and our possessions to benefit ourselves and to the benefit of others. He wants us to be good stewards. Matthew 6, verse 24 says, You can't worship two gods at once. Loving one, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship both God and money. And this really lends, leads us to the question of what is more important in our lives? Is it God or is it money? Francis Baker, a philosopher in the 16th and 17th century, said, money is a great servant but a bad master. So let's explore uh, this a little bit. I want to focus here on three aspects. I want to focus on being content, being a good master, and being generous. 
Paul wrote in Philippians 4, verse 12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in, every and, in any and every situation, whether well-fed, hungry, or living in plenty, or living in want. And as we know from the Bible, Paul went through a lot of things, didn't he? He was found in prison and all sorts of different horrible places, but yet he learned the secret of being content with what he had. And this passage actually reminds me of a hymn that I used to sing when I was a child. Maybe you sang it as well. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. See what God has done. And often when we just take that time to focus on what we have, we're amazed actually at what we've got and what God has blessed us with. Now we live in a society that promotes the culture of see it, want it, get it now. We're encouraged to buy, 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 spend, spend, spend. And it doesn't matter whether we have actually the resources to buy and to spend, use your credit card. You know, and people get into debt that way. And debt is a terrible thing, it can, it can really get everybody down. So let's take time to focus on what we have in our lives. What is it that we've got? And often, as I said before, when you actually focus, take time to focus, we're actually fine, we have a lot. And when we think we haven't got enough, what we just do is tweak what we've got, just move things around a little bit, and suddenly it all falls into place, and we do have enough. What about being a good master? Is money your servant or your master? All our resources come from God. Everything we have are blessings from God. And God wants us to be good stewards. And as we saw in the parable that Stephen just read to us, the parable of the talents or the parable of the bags of gold, um, the, sir, the, the master came and he gave his servants one five bags of gold, five talents, another two and another one, and he wanted them to use the resources as they saw fit. And what I think he was hoping, obviously the master, was that the servants were going to be good stewards. They were going to use that money well. I feel that in this, this uh, parable, Jesus is not focusing so much on how much we have, because he gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one to one. What he wants us to do is to use wisely what we've got, to think about and plan carefully what we do with our resources, to take control. Actually, the way we use and the way we share our resources can give a very clear picture of what we value, of where our priorities are. Joe Biden, Vice President of the United States, he said, don't tell me what you value, show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. So the way we spend our money, the way we share our resources, what we do with our possessions, actually says a lot about who we are and where our priorities lie. And the next point I want to focus on is be generous. Well, why should we be generous? Why should we? Well, three very good reasons. Because we love God, because we love people, and because we love ourselves. Jesus, when he was asked in Mark, which is the most important commandment, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now, our generosity, the way we use our resources, should reflect these verses. 
We are generous because we love God. And because we love God, we want to build his kingdom here on earth. We want to use our resources to support his church, to support his people, to give to people that need. We use our resources, we're generous because we love people. We use our resources to support people that need support at certain times. Those on the margins of society, those the poor. And we also are generous to ourselves because we are told to love ourselves. And if we love ourselves and we're generous towards ourselves, then we can go on and do good things. If we feel good about our money and, and about our resources and what we have, we can share them. So God blesses us with many resources in the form of money and material things. He wants us to enjoy them, but at the same time to be good stewards, to use them wisely and to use them to promote God's work and word in our community. Now let's think a little bit about CAP here. How can CAP help us to achieve uh, these aims? Well, they can, actually, because CAP is based basically on those three um, uh, aspects I've just been talking about. Be content. Um, yeah, I can't find them, find them now. Be content. Be, be in control of our finances and be generous with our finances. So, first of all, I have to start by saying that CAP is for everyone, right? It doesn't matter whether you earn a lot, whether you earn very little, whether you're unemployed, whether you're in benefits or you're in debt. Everyone benefits from doing the CAP course. And CAP themselves describe the course as being... The CAP Money course is a free course that will teach you budgeting skills and a simple cash-based system that works. In just a few weeks, you'll get to grips with your finances so you can budget, save, and prevent debt. Basically, it helps us to control our finances. It helps us to know exactly how much money we have at any given time of the month. When we develop the, uh, the money system that's part of the program, we, we um, develop our budget so we know exactly how much is coming in, we know exactly how much is going out, and it also helps us to save for the future, for you know, uh, something that we want, a new coat or a holiday or something like that. All of that is budgeted for and planned for. Therefore, we have complete control over our money. We know how much money we have at any given time. Now, I've done the CAP course, and I have to say that I have benefited immeasurably from having done it. I mean, I wasn't bad with money, but I wasn't particularly good with money. So I knew how much was coming in, and I kind of knew how it, you know, how it was going out and that, but I never knew if I would have enough at the end of the month or whether I was going to go into overdraft or not. And actually, doing this has really given me a grip on my finances. I now know exactly how much is coming in. I know my bills are covered. I know when they're going out. I know I'm saving for um, you know, car insurance or something like that or a holiday. I know all of that. I have got control over my finances. So I really, really recommend that. I recommend it to everybody, actually. I think everybody would benefit from doing the cat course. Okay? Right. Now, um, I think Stephen's going to come up and he's going to um, ask a few people to... Um, about their experience of CAP, and we've got a little clip. So if we can start with the clip, and then um, Stephen will um, ask Maggie and um, Chuck uh, Bassedi, that's right, and Tichukyu, where is he? Don't know. Anyway, let's watch. Oh, he's... And Mike, that's it. Yes, yeah, great. So let's watch this. Yeah. 
Jesus. Every day we handle money, but we're not always sure what's really going on. Things can get a little overwhelming. Saving for special occasions can be a real challenge, and we don't always come out on top. And at the end of the week, do you know how much you have to spend? Going on a CAP money course will help you get in control of your money. to build an organised budget. Get better at saving for special occasions. And set money aside for spending. The CAP Money Course. Budget. Save. Spend. Right. Maggie, yeah. Come up and um, Steve. Yep. Yeah, all those are going to yep. come and help the real That's life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> real life money savers. So if you've got any money, ask these people. They'll tell you what to do with it. <laughs> so um, I think um, Morag has spoken about um, the blessing of money that God has given us and how we can look after it. And there's the CAP course, Christians Against Poverty, which can help in that regard. Um, now, it does sound a little bit like a chore, though, to actually think about budgeting and everything else. So, was the actual course enjoyable, or was it a chore? I have to be careful what I say. Because my... <laughs> so, I did it with... I got a little group together, my husband and a neighbour, and we did it over... A, well, we haven't quite finished yet, but the idea was that we did um, Tuesday evenings. And we decided to do it, and it starts with a clip, always a video clip, and then the coaching, and then you do something practical, and then we had dinner. So we decided to like make a bit of an activity around it. It was, actually. Actually, genuinely, it was. Um, for me, when I took part on the course, it was um, in the church at the back. Um, with the youth, so for me it was quite good in the sense that I understood that carrying cash or like using cash can be a lot better because you can actually see what you're spending instead of relying on like Apple Pay because I think Apple Pay is one of my downfalls. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, using cash is definitely a lot better. Okay. Enjoyable. Make sure you guys time me. Yeah. Um, actually, for me, at first when. When I went for the course in uh, January with Morag and Maria, I was thinking, what are they going to teach me that I don't know about money? But eventually, when I got there, I'm very bad with money, I'll, I'll first start with. Um, you see, the person who invented credit card and crud, to be honest, that person, not uh, sorry to say. But the thing is, when I went through the money course, I now know that, yes, I was a slave to my credit cards and my, to all my cards, actually. Whereas I, it's like I'm working for my money, not my money working for me. So, yes, I got a lot from, from the course. It, it helps me to, to budget, save, and, yeah, to, to look forward to the future. Yeah, and now I've cut all my credit cards. Uh, I think that the, 
did I enjoy it? I enjoy the benefit of it. So it's worth going through it, even if you don't like doing courses. Because you just enjoy the benefit. And it, there's that verse, I was looking it up. It's, it's in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9, 11. It says, you'll be enriched in every way when you're generous. But you can't be generous if you ain't organised. So actually, I'm enjoying the enrichment and the benefit of what we did there. So I'm enjoying that and having not only stuff to give, but stuff to enjoy as well. So, yeah. Thank you. The second question was about if it was useful, what exactly was useful from it? Now, I think, Chuck, you probably answered that in your first question about the emphasis on using cash. Is there other key things you would say about it being useful? Oh, Mike. Yeah, you know, no, I think the big thing for me, because Jill came, my wife, and my two 15-year-old sons, and I would say, because I guess in a family, somebody, whether you're a single parent or couples, somebody takes responsibility for the money, but actually, it's good for the other partner to come too because money, it causes so much tension in relationships. So we're of one mind because we both did the course, we both know how it works. Okay, I take responsibility for making sure it's all happening, but Jill's on board with that and how we do it. And secondly, I want my children to start with a great beginning in their life. I don't want them to have financial problems. So get your teenagers to do it with you. Do it together, you know? That will really help them and benefit them. So my husband going into it thought that we maximise everything and there was a bit like there's nothing you can teach me about money. He thought we weren't in debt. We thought the cap was for people in debt um, and that he, he knew that he was getting the best deal on everything. But the first week of the course um, asks lots of questions around well, who are you using as this provider, that provider. And he was shocked because he did things like compared his gym you know, and he was like, oh, right, we just saved. I can't remember what that was. Huge amount of money per month on him switching gym. And then again, mum encouraged, well, have a look at your provider. No, we've been with the same gas and electricity provider for years. We know it's the cheapest in the area. Well, just have a look. You might as well just have a look. So we did. We saved, I think it was like a £1,000 a year on that by switching. Um, so that was the first thing we did, just the actual real stuff. Of like, okay, this is quite fun because we're just saving all this. And then I agree with Chukwe, the cash thing, because I thought, well, I'm quite organised with the card, but there's something that hurts about letting go of a, a note. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shall I, I'm just going to like have this snack, a chocolate bar, but I don't want to break the tin. And so you're actually less inclined to do it. You just are. I fall in the same position like her. First thing I caught is, you know, whenever you go out, you just say, oh, mail deal is just three pound. You get three pound, three pound every, 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 every day. Three times five, that's 15 pound. The first thing I did is cut that. I only buy mail deal if it is necessary for me to do so. Get a loaf of bread, buy some ham and butter. Everything is not more than four pounds. And it lasts me more than two weeks. The butter lasts me more than a month or even two. You see, it, I did not only cut money, it keeps me healthy as well because I know what I'm putting in into my body rather than you just go there, see this. The fact that I'm taking that money because since I cut my credit card and my debit card now, I could actually monitor my money properly. I budget, I try to do the best I can because um, I don't have that big income at the moment. So what I do is I monitor everything. I, I now have to say I only buy things that are necessary. 
I only buy things that I need. But in those days, because I have the credit card, get what you want. Train it, get what you want. But now that it's no longer there, to be honest, I, I think more and I limit what I buy. So, like, if you see the deal, buy one, get one free. I look, is it really buy one, get one free? Do I really need it? If you don't need it, come on, don't buy. A better deal will always come. Thank you. Anything else to chuck with? Just, I would, yeah, just to elaborate on what David said, um, I feel like, me, well, me personally, I still have Apple Pay on my phone, but before I use it, I always think about why am I buying it. So I was like, if I'm on my way home and I'm looking at a packet of crisp, and I was like, I know that there's like rice at home. So it's just like, you have to think about it now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, not everyone will carry cash, but I suggest for me, a good starting point is if you don't have self-control, remove Apple Pay. From your, from your, um, from your phone. Well, thank you, everybody. I think all the contributions are great. I particularly, no, if I can just choose one in particular, just to finish with, which is this part about we all want to be generous, but it's very hard to be generous without it actually being organised. First of all, thanks for listening to the St John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.